0: where do you go to get happy i said mm, um, i don't yeah. know the ocean and um so he said come on let's go he put me in the car <laughs> drove me to the ocean dropped me off he
1: dropped it, you off he dropped me oh off. Yes. my god Yeah. my god
2: to another episode of Dear Men, fan favorite, Girl Talk. Girl Talk! Girl Talk! <laughs> Super excited to have my girls back, and um, we're raring to go. Um, <clears throat> this is an episode that actually came out of a conversation I had with a guy friend about how men can respond to women when they're upset in a way that makes them feel better and more seen and more excited and more connected to the man Um, Instead of the opposite of all of those things. (laughs) Um, So this is a pretty important topic because I, I feel like I found in my own life that especially early on in a dating relationship whether or not a man can hold space for me when something hard is going on is sort of the difference between ha- like the depth of trust that I have for him. And I know a lot of my male friends, my guy friends really want their women to trust them. That's a big deal for them. So we're going to talk about that today because my intention is really for men to have for you guys to have a better understanding of of what we really need from you when it comes to that. Because I think a lot of us like at the beginning of a relationship when everything's cool and everything's pretty and everything's fine and we're all happy and shiny, Mm -hmm. there's not as much challenge or, I don't know, risk almost, emotional risk, like emotional risk. But when something difficult is going on in our lives as women, when something, when we aren't in a good place, when we are feeling vulnerable, that's when the response from the man almost feels like 10x more important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's when we're not at our best that, like... I don't know. It's pretty important. So yeah, we're gonna just start just like normal. We're gonna go around. We'll just say our name, um, our age, and then um, our relationship status. I'm gonna just go ahead and say all the single ladies. Oh, single ladies. <laughs> all single ladies. Get your hands up. I'll start. I'm Mel. I'm in my mid thirties, and I'm. It's complicated. I mean, it's complicated.
0: Oh. 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 <laughs>
2: But um, single. Single um.
3: and. <laughs> <laughs> it's always complicated. I'm
2: both.
3: <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm Nancy. I'm 24, and I'm single. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Come and get her, guys. Just
1: um, I'm Ashley. I'm in my mid-30s,
0: and I am single for now. Oh, oh I like 20? that answer.
2: Yeah. That's good. All
0: right. <laughs> I am Chloe. I'm 31, and I am so single.
2: And she has a super sexy accent, guys. It may or may not have been part of the reason we invited her. Just kidding. She's an amazing person. Has nothing to do with that. Okay, <clears throat> so we're gonna start by going around and sharing a story of a time that we we were in some kind of difficult position, or we were upset about something, and we shared it with a man, and it didn't feel good. So something where something about the man's response didn't work for us. And then we're just going to kind of, like, see what the themes are in that. I had a stalker. And that was obviously a difficult situation. And a couple months ago, um, I was going to get a restraining order out against this person. And the, for some reason, I was, I, I had to go to court. Like, there was this whole thing. And so I was, telling a couple of the men in my life about it and there were two men that I told that I felt like there was a big contrast and I just want to talk about that because I think that's a good sort of example of what works for me and what doesn't work for me so um, the first guy we will call Chris Chris was really supportive Chris was really supportive in a genuine way and what I mean by that is he didn't skip over the, dis, the uncomfortable part of the situation. So I told him, um, I, I like couldn't meet up or something happened, and I was like, I can't, I have to go to court today. I'm getting a restraining order out, out against someone who was stalking me. And first of all, he asked me about it. He asked me for a couple of details. And then he sort of was like, that really sucks, that really sucks that you have to go through that experience and it really sucks that you have to be the one that goes to court and it's kind of like inconvenienced in all of these ways, like has to put together all these materials, like all these things because of this individual that obviously needs help that isn't getting help. Um, and then he said something like, especially because of what you do in the world, like I feel like you put yourself out there to help people and this, you know, this doesn't seem fair. Like this really sucks. Um, And I could really feel him in that exchange. I could really feel him being in the experience with me. Like, he didn't skip over it. He really felt the experience of it with me, and he kind of hung out there with me. So I felt less alone, and I felt more supported. Okay, guy two, we will call him um, Neil. And Neil was... um, Again, like, I can't exactly remember why I told him. I don't remember, but I did, and he spent less time, like, on it, and he was sort of like, oh, well, that's good that you're getting a restraining order. That should fix it. (laughs) Something like, I don't think he said that should fix it, but, like, the the tone of it felt like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, this is kind of uncomfortable. I don't really know what to say. You. it looks like you've got a solution, like, I'm glad that there's a solution. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of over. Mm-hmm. And something about it made me feel, like, more alone and less met. And I know that this person cared about me, um, but it didn't feel good. Like, it didn't, It it sort of was like, okay, well, done with that, like, moving on. And yeah. I sort of, like, I didn't actually, I don't think I responded, but what I wanted to say was, like, this isn't like over. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this isn't and it's not like this fixes everything and yeah. it's not like I mean, I don't know, it's it's a complicated situation mm-hmm. and sometimes in complicated situations there isn't an easy solution mm-hmm. and that needs to be acknowledged mm-hmm. at least for me <laughs> to feel met like right. sometimes in life there just isn't an easy solution and this is where this is where we are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's my story. <laughs>
3: Are
2: we sharing both stories? (laughs) No, I just, I I have another story for feeling met. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to contrast those because it was like, I think it was the same day or it was like Mm -hmm. the next day. It was close enough together that I was like, wow, this is a really big, Mm -hmm. obvious contrast that Mm I, oh, I'll just say one more thing about it. I would say the likelihood that I will tell Neil difficult things in -hmm. the future is low. Mm -hmm. And the likelihood that I'll tell Chris is high. Mm -hmm. So it's like almost like one of those charts, right? Like the delta of Mm -hmm. where my relationship (laughs) can go with Chris. And this is just friendship. These are my guy friends. Is much higher. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. I feel like I will get closer and closer with him and feel more trust. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, like, it's not gonna, it's probably not gonna be like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if you were dating them, the first one you'd be like, I feel close and intimate with you and that would and you would be more attracted to them. And the second one you wouldn't.
2: Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. And that's something I think I wanna come back to because I do want to hear people's stories first, but I wanna come back to like how do we as women like communicate this with men, if at mm-hmm. all? Right? Like how would I have told Meal yeah. about how I felt like I was I just felt and I was and I was in a vulnerable place right like I was out getting this restraining order so I was like not resourced this week so I was like I can't even deal with you know what I mean like having an emotional conversation with this person about right. how I didn't feel met like I'm like I'm not doing that um but later on like what could I say that would feel good and help because yeah I think most of the time I just move on mm-hmm. I'm just like oh I'm not gonna trust you <laughs> instead right. of like hey this happened and I didn't feel like met and and that's part of why I'm doing this episode because I think it's actually pretty hard to have those conversations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's important to get this message out there so yeah yeah
3: hey y'all it's Nancy (laughs) so I'll preface my story by her stories by uh saying that these are from the same person this feeling of being met and not being met um both from the summer of 2017. <laughs> is, it really? is it really from that Yeah. Of course. Oh, it was a crazy summer, yeah. Uh, so this first story is about not being met. Uh, so last summer, I remember I went to a tarot card reading. It was my first ever tarot card reading. And so it was really kind of strange and unfamiliar to me. And I left that reading feeling... All sorts of ways, you know, some type of way. And I remember I was dating a guy at this time, and uh, we it was a long distance dating relationship. And that night, or a few nights after, I can't remember exactly. I was texting him, and I told him I I told him that I was like feeling weird. I had just gone and got a tarot card reading, and um, I I just felt like really heavy, and there were a lot of like things weighing on me, and. I remember he texted back and he was just like cool or something like that um and then I was I was I was angry and upset because you know obviously I didn't communicate this but I was hoping that you know maybe he would like pick up the phone and call me for even just a few minutes because um that wasn't ordinary for our the type of relationship Mm. we were having like we talked you know relatively often on the phone but I think maybe perhaps that night nice, that, that that night maybe he wasn't resourced. Maybe mm. he um maybe you know you like he worked in IBanking, so he had really long days and like I get it. But also I felt like I couldn't trust him. Yeah. I feel like that really broke down our, the trust that I had for him and it was early on in the relationship as well and so um, after that I guess I guess I wish he would have just told me that he wasn't resourced if mm. he wasn't resourced
2: you know what I'm saying Well, or texted back like that sucks that you felt heavy or like yeah. something right because right. if you were yes. like I thought I had this reading and I feel kind of weird and he's like cool
0: like that <laughs> completely ignores <course>, the emotional <laughs> content
2: of the text like yeah. it's sort of like I'm trying to share this Thing that didn't go well for me, and you're Mm -hmm. like, cool. Like I feel totally unseen, right? Right. Instead of like, that sucks. Like I don't know, just something acknowledging, right? Would that have felt better?
3: Yeah, or just hey, let's. You mm -hmm. know, we said that's not cool.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's
2: so
3: true. (laughs) Oh my god, yes. I guess I wish he would have just said, let's talk about this tomorrow or something if he was tired. You know what I'm saying? And this, I mean, obviously this story is really complex and nuanced because it's like via text and then some things don't like, aren't conveyed through text. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I I think it's relevant because in this day and age, we mostly communicate through text. So how do we, um, I don't know,
2: like solve this? Yeah, and- <clears throat> to be clear, in my stories, they were both all via text. Mm, and I felt mm-hmm. totally met mm-hmm. by Chris and not by Neil. Oh, yeah, interesting. That was all via text.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm.
2: So it can be done, I think. Right. So even just like that's not cool. Mm hmm. Would have been better. Would have been better. It would have been better. Yeah. Been yeah. Better. yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes better is just better. Yeah. Better is better. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: And so I remember after that incident, um, We, I was supposed to travel to Miami to spend some time with him. And again, this was very early on in the relationship. And then after that incident, I was like, I don't really want to date this guy anymore. You know, like it, it, I felt, it felt easier for me to kind of just cut it off because I felt like I didn't, I couldn't really open up to him or he couldn't hold space for me or I didn't really trust him. Yeah. Um, And so I was like, "Mm, I don't really want to do this anymore. (laughs) Like it, it just didn't felt, didn't feel as though it would be worth it. Yeah.
2: I can relate to that, yeah. definitely. Especially, there, there is something, it's like you're testing the waters in an early relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, almost like, how much can I trust you? Can I trust you this much? Can I trust you this yeah. much? Can I trust you this much? Yeah. And the thing about when we're not in a good place is, like, that's when we're kind of at our most vulnerable. So it's yeah. like, can you trust me here? Can I trust you here? Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, it's almost, like, more important than the mm-hmm. other interactions in a way, because it's, like... great. Right. Yeah.
3: Because you're being vulnerable. Yeah,
2: you're being vulnerable. And you're and you're testing, you're being vulnerable and seeing how he responds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, hey, when I share something difficult with you, mm-hmm. how do you respond to me? Mm-hmm. For me, that is a big test.
1: Yeah. True story. <laughs> True story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, hey, it's Ashley. Um, I have a little okay, I have a great little little story. So I was dating this guy a while ago and it was still pretty new in the relationship. I think we'd only, I think we'd only gone on like five dates or something. It was really like just kind of dating. Um, and I had gotten some really bad news a few months ago about my family and I didn't want to tell this guy cause, cause really it was probably some of the hardest news of my life. And I was like, I just want to have fun in dating. But, um, while I was dating him, like after like the fifth date or something like that and i got some even worse news and i remember trying to kind of feel him out like is this someone that i could share this vulnerable thing with is he available to meet me in that vulnerable spot cuz um i would i would have been willing to share it if i felt like there was someone to to be physically and emotionally present and available they didn't have to take care of it but just to listen and so I did kind of, as you say, test the waters. I, you know, I did test the waters, you know. Um, I wasn't, like, testing him, but I was, like, testing. Like, I was I was just noticing his ability to listen to me when I talked about other things. And, um, and I, I would kind of, like, change the conversation to being a little bit more emotionally rich. And then see what his capacity was for listening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and that particular guy I didn't date that much longer because he did not have very much capacity for listening. Mm. He was really fun and entertaining and we had a great time but when it came to anything he would like ask me a question and then he he couldn't just sit and be quiet and really hear me. Mm. Um he would want to kind of like jump to the next thing and be fun and exciting and I'm like, "Okay, like I'm sure you're a nice human, but this is not the person that I want to share this with." Yeah. And so I didn't end up even really broaching it. Because I didn't feel him being present enough with me.
2: Yeah. Basically. Mm -hmm. That's a really good word. Yeah. Present. (laughs) Yeah. Like how present the man is makes a huge difference in terms of does it feel like there's a space for me to have an opening? Trust you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And an open heart. That's definitely huge, you know, open heart. Uh, Yeah.
2: Okay
0: my tone. (laughs) This is Chloe. Um, so I was actually in a relationship with a guy. It was an early relationship. Um, but the way I met him, he was actually my roommate. Like I met him through Craigslist. So we were living together like very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very quickly. Like immediately before (laughs) we even started dating. Um, yeah, it turned into a relationship really fast, but, um, I actually got the news that my father had cancer, Mm. which was really difficult. And um, I think he never really... He did understand because he'd lost his mother when he was young, so he kind of said he got it, but it was almost like my reason was insignificant, you know. And um, there was one particular time where I just broke down and I told him, you know, this is hurting me, I'm struggling, I can't handle it. And he said... Well, what, what's your happy place? Where do you go to get happy? <laughs> I, said, mm, um, I don't yeah. know. The ocean. And um, so he said, Come on, let's go. He put me in the car, <laughs> drove me to the ocean, dropped me off. He dropped he you off? off? dropped me oh, off. Oh, yes. my yeah. Yeah. oh my god. Oh my It was kind of like, Go, fix yourself, and then come Oh back say, yeah. my god, girl. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Chloe has the worst story, guys. I'm oh, sorry. That's Chloe sad. wins. Yay. 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 Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Imagine. No, but that's really that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. It was awful. He really couldn't talk about stuff. And, you know, you can imagine our relationship wow. just, we had massive distance go after that because I couldn't talk to him about yeah. anything. So we'd walk around the house in silence.
2: Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. That Living awful. with yeah. the person after that. <laughs> that's like the worst. You Away from them. I yes. know. Oh my
0: god! But it's like, yeah, he just had nothing to say, and he could have contributed because he'd been through so much himself. But there was um, no,
3: I don't know. Did yeah. you date
0: him for much longer than that? After that? Um, yeah, I was kind of stuck with him for a while, but uh, no, obviously, but it emotionally. Didn't work out. You- Stop trusting him yeah, completely, completely on that day. It was it was huge. Yeah. It nice. was a big turnaround for our whole relationship. Before that, we were like best friends. We went out together. We did everything together. Mm-hmm. After that, it was just kind of this silence that just kept growing. It's like a wall yeah. that just built and then we you just even. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think what strikes mm-hmm. me the most about your story is um you just go fix yourself yeah. and then come back to me. That's what it felt like. Yes. That yeah. feels that feels true and it feels like I don't know this person but it sounds like maybe he had never really dealt with his original grief
0: perhaps
2: and so it triggered his grief and Mm. he couldn't handle it Mm. he couldn't handle it because Ashley's always saying this like you can only meet someone at the depth to which you've already gone Mm. and so it feels like I don't know That just that feels really poignant to me I feel like you cannot be the only woman who's experienced that like you're going through something hard and the man's like go go fix yourself yeah. and come back to me. Yeah. Like I I can't really be there with yeah. you, so you go do it and mm-hmm. then and come back and be be okay again. Yeah. Um and what strikes me about that too is sort of what I was saying about like I really just want the man to be with me in it. Yeah. Like be with me in it. Don't fix it. That's later. It's step mm-hmm. 2. That might even be in 2 weeks, I don't know, but like yeah. I'm grieving right now like Mm -hmm. I just found out that my dad has cancer there's something really bad going on and and the uncertainty like I don't know what's gonna happen I don't like there's so much uncertainty with that kind of diagnosis that's like I need you to just be with me in Mm -hmm. this yeah like I need you to just be here again like the presence like that feels super important yeah I'm sorry that happened
0: (laughs) (laughs) happy to share
2: but um yeah it all feels related because like I would do the same way I'd be like, well, I'm never trusting you again. Yeah. Like I can't, like I can't, it's not like something you can get over with mm-hmm. the guy. Like, Oh, yeah. I can just shine it on. Like, no, no, there's no shining it on. Like that's it. No. That yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I mean, if he had owned it later and then went and got therapy and helped, like you guys worked it out, you could have, it could have been better. Right. Yeah. 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 But it's the fact that he couldn't. And then it never got fixed. Yeah. yeah. Cause you don't have to be perfect. You can mess mm-hmm. up. But if right. you were to say, Whoa, like I realize I really couldn't show up for you. Like, like I want to be there for you. Let's try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That would have been a whole different
0: yeah. thing. Yeah. That's a really good
2: point. Yeah,
0: right. yeah. It's a really good point. Because it can be hard to know what to say up right. front. Right. And, you, and yeah. that's okay, but rectify right. it. Right.
1: Yeah. And yeah, just yeah. the honest when you have a moment. Like, <gasps> I didn't know what to do. Like, yeah. even if you're yeah. like, I've never done this before. I didn't know what to do, but I, yeah. I want to be there for you. What, whatever, mm-hmm. something, you know? And then you from there, you can you can build together. You don't have to know yeah. all of the answers. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. one of the themes I'm hearing is, if you don't know what to say, say just that. start with, that uh-huh. really sucks. Yeah. Or, that's really terrible. Like, yeah. just acknowledge how bad the situation is. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's like, you know, a tarot card reading is obviously different than your dad getting cancer. But even if it's just something that's like, this happened to me and I felt sad, like, that sucks. Mm. Just say that sucks. Like, just start with acknowledging, like, that sucks that you had a bad day. That sucks. A- mm. Like, that's really terrible. Just start with that. That's a good place to start. <laughs> it's, what I hear
1: from you is, acknowledge the feelings first.
3: Yes.
2: Not yeah. the situation.
1: Acknowledge the feelings first. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a good
3: way of putting it. Profound. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so... um. <clears throat> Now we're going to shift into a time that you, f- that you did feel met mm-hmm. and you did feel like <clears throat> the man was present. And again, this can be a romantic situation or not. Mm-hmm. It can be a guy friend or a sibling or a parent or anybody, but a man who you felt met by where something difficult was going on for you and you shared it and you felt better after. Cause I want to hear, I want to hear about what that man did or said. Mm hmm. I can go. Okay.
1: Um, this is Ashley again. Um, yeah, this was actually with work, and um, I may be kind of combining two things because they were just so awesome. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of this. It was the same kind of problem where there was stuff going on with my family, and there's there's drama with my with part of my family, and um, and I'd gotten some emails that were just kind of mean, and I went to work and and I was. Um, I was like, you know, kind of sad going in and my boss was there with his son and we were, and I, he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I told him what happened and, and when his son wasn't in the room, the first thing he said, which made me actually feel so good. He's like, well, fuck them. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, cause I was thinking like they wrote me these things and I'm a bad person and he was like, fuck them. And I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> like, and then and then I was like you know and then his son came back in the room you know or whatever and um and he was like oh he's like he's like he's like that that's I, for, I forgot exactly what he said but basically I felt emotionally met he was mm-hmm. he addressed my feelings he said I'm so sorry that happened he gave me a hug and then he told his son he's like we need to be like extra nice to Ashley today and give her extra hugs Aww. like you know mm-hmm. he was also like teaching his son in front of me and having them both do, which was if I felt really like well received and I felt important and valuable and like these other people hurt my feelings but he was like oh that like that's not nice and he you know like you're you're valuable and you don't deserve that and um so yeah I acknowledged my feelings gave me hugs and I got to cry like a little bit Mm -hmm. and then and then I was like okay and then I could start to feel a little better and they were just extra kind of warm and then I started to feel better and then you know, I mean, it's
2: okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's something I really, I I think is important to just touch on here, which is the protector instinct. Mm. So the first thing he said was like, well, fuck them. And there was like a strength to that, you know, like there's something, there is something because the thing is that there's something different about telling a man, like telling the masculine versus telling the feminine, there's Mm -hmm. just something different about it. And I feel like, Part of it is, mm. like, it does feel really good to feel protected, mm. right? Like, even if he's not going to kick their ass be mm-hmm. like, do you want me to go kick their ass? Like, there's something nice about that feeling of feeling, like, this man has my back. Yeah. This man wants to protect me. Yeah. This man wants to defend me. Mm-hmm. Even if he's not going to like go do it, yeah. it's like he wants to, right? There's that protector instinct because that's what I hear when I hear, well, fuck them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like you're, you've are you got my back. Yeah. And that's something I've noticed. Yeah, anyway, I'll, we'll get to mine, but I really wanted to highlight that.
1: Yeah, and, I, and also I just, I felt like in a moment where sometimes, I don't know, for me, I don't know if this is like a feminine thing, but sometimes when I'm hurt, I think of like, like did I do something what could I have done and it and sometimes can take too much blame Mm -hmm. and so to hear him be like fuck those people they can go like whatever like they can go screw themselves like you do what you want or something I was like oh you're right like it validated you yeah Yeah. like yeah exactly like oh you know like that wasn't cool and it was it was yeah it was and maybe it wasn't my fault yeah, yeah. Maybe exactly. they were just
2: being mean. Yeah.
1: It was like a helpful <laughs> point of view yeah. that was added to it. Cause sometimes I think and I hear that from other women, so I don't think I'm the only one that like we tend to sometimes take too much responsibility or too much fault. And Amen. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm like, you know, that was also really nice. But he had the compassion right after it. Mm-hmm. Like the softness, which I needed, I needed that. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very well, very yeah, well done right. for what I need in the moment. you didn't hang
2: out in just, well, fuck them, I'm going to yeah. go uh, It wasn't just a, <laughs> right. like a bro response, right? It was like, it was like I want to protect you and... And, oh, your feelings are hurt. And your feelings
1: are let hurt. me Let me, like, address yeah. that. Like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry that you're hurt. Let me give you a hug. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. give you extra hugs. Like, yeah. yeah. It
0: was That's very good. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks. I can talk about my dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay, so... Um, Obviously, he's my dad, so there's been a million things that I've gone through with him. But I think something I experience when I'm going through something stressful or I get quite anxious, I don't sleep. Mm. And he will say, call me anytime. And it doesn't matter if I call him at 2 a.m., 4 a.m., he'll come and pick me up. And he'll take me to any place and we'll have coffee and we'll talk or we'll just sit there or he'll just hug me. Mm. And that's all I need. Yeah, you know I'll just say what do you want what do you want to do he'll say what do you want to do and ask me what I want mm. that's what I need <laughs> and, then, and he doesn't drop you off at the beach no like, <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> do. he stays we be, with you he we may, takes you and then yeah. he stays with you we may be in some kind of crappy McDonald's because it's the only thing that's open <laughs> matters not it absolutely does not matter like as long as he's there he's just there he just lets me know he's there and whatever I want from him he's gonna do it and yeah. he lets me know that Nuts. he sounds like a good listener he's great and I will say I'm like his eldest and first daughter so it's not like he has experience of this <laughs> <laughs> I am his only one uh, well he we have a younger sister now but she's like 12 years younger and he just knows I don't know mm. yeah that's probably why I'm single because there's a lot to live up to there you know <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think it's good to general. have that kind of bar though like yeah. that oh we, yeah that's a good bar yeah like, that's a good bar yeah mm. I like what you said, too, about um, he asks you what you're needing or what you're wanting. Yeah. And then basically makes that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, okay, you're wanting to go get chocolate cake. Let's, I'm going to make that happen. Right. We're going to go get chocolate cake.
0: And where you said you, you put the blame on you, if mm-hmm. I talk about that and I say, you know, it's my fault or I shouldn't have done this. He's like, Cody, you're human. You know, it's life. Forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. like, And he'll tell me something he might have done wrong and just... So it's okay. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) And it really is okay then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But,
2: you know. Yeah, I feel like there's a theme here about please just be with me
0: in this experience.
2: Like, please just be with me here. Just be there. Just be there. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. No, sorry.
3: (laughs) Why am I crying at the club, (laughs) (laughs) y'all?
0: I almost did too.
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a great story. Um, That resonates with me because I, my dad is also just, an absolutely amazing guy and um (laughs) this is i'll I'll share two stories so this first one's about my dad uh so i remember there's this one time uh our neighbors out here are uh, you know a little bit sensitive about their parking spots and so i parked in this guy's uh this guy's quote-unquote parking spot the one that he quote-unquote owns the the public it's a public street yeah yeah, it's a public (laughs) street it's a public street y'all that's why i'm being sarcastic about it anyway he uh so-called owns this this little section of the, of the public street. right? And, um, I took, he, that there was this one day that he parked so close to my rear, like super close. There was probably like enough space for a thumb to fit in, in that, in that little gap. And I took a photo. I was so annoyed. I took a photo of it and I sent it to my dad. And then I said, this rude motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so what happened was the photo didn't get sent through, but the text did that said this rude-ass motherfucker. And then he responded and he said, honey, is everything okay? You can call me if you need to talk. Oh, and it was so no the funniest thing oh my gosh um anyway so yes my dad's wonderful and he is always willing to meet me and provide (laughs) space for me and I love that so my other story um not as not as funny or entertaining but um this is a continuation of the last story I was was sharing about not being met and this was the same person and um, the reason why I continued to date him was because of this experience where he i felt as though he really redeemed himself you know and um So I remember about eight months ago, uh, this was the fall of 2017, Uh, (laughs) y'all. I was going through a difficult time because I was looking for a job. And, you know, when you're unemployed, you feel really, um, like, useless. And you don't feel like you have a purpose. And you feel like you're a loser. And you're struggling financially. And so I remember there was this uh, Sunday morning... Uh, I was, I was chatting with him and I was telling him I was, you know, being really vulnerable. I was like, I feel like I'm, I suck and you know, like no one, no one wants to hire me and I can't even get just, I can't even get a fucking dishwashing job. You know, like I don't even know if I'm good enough for that. Um, and he, he's, he sat there with me and he shared his vulnerabilities and he shared some of his, his insecurities mm-hmm. as well. He's like, you know, sometimes I don't feel like I'm good enough. Sometimes I wish I were taller or sometimes I wish I were stronger. Or sometimes I, I wish-, wish I was a little bit taller. I would Yeah, exactly. And so that made me feel as though he was like, Hey, look, I'm here with you. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, we're all going th- through this together. And I, there are some areas that I wish I, um, you know, I, I wish I were better in it, but it didn't feel as though he was making it about him. Yeah, he felt It yeah. felt like he was um, saying like, I'm imperfect as well and everything's going to be okay and, you know, it's it's okay for you to feel the way that you do. And there's this quote by Maya Angelou that I wanted to share yeah. um, that goes, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And so this is something that I picked up from your story, um, Ash, and also your story, Chloe, is that Mm -hmm. when he was there with me, kind of going through that human experience with me of not feeling good enough, it made, I I don't remember the the exact words that he said, but I do remember the feeling of everything's going to be okay because this is part of the human experience. Mm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of what you said, actually, because yeah. you said sometimes your dad would also share things that that he had gone through or that, yeah. that a similar. There's something about um, not just saying it's going to be OK, mm-hmm. but yeah. saying I had this experience, too. I remember when I felt this way and sharing, especially the present tense part of mm-hmm. like. Dude, I'm imperfect too. Like I wish, I wish I was taller. Like I wish there were things mm-hmm. about me that were different. I wish, you know, mm-hmm. like there's something about that yeah. sharing of yourself yeah. that is again, like kind of like meeting the person where they are. Like meet, right. you know, he met you where you were, mm-hmm. and he shared a little bit of himself to kind of like mm-hmm. normalize it. Yeah, you know,
0: and yeah, yeah. I think the other thing that is obviously because they're our dad, they don't their opinion doesn't change. They still love us mm-hmm. the same after we've mm-hmm. told them everything. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing. Yeah. Think, mm-hmm. Together from a partner or a friend as well. Like yeah. the non-judgment side. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally.
2: Natural. And that's why, like, in a new dating relationship, that's why it's so risky to to expose your vulnerabilities or your insecurities because yeah. you're like, I don't know, are you going to judge me for this? Are you going to... Because, like, saying something like, I feel useless right now or I feel like not of value mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you are useless or aren't of value you know what i mean like this is a temporary state you're not in a resource place obviously but you don't know whether the person's going to take that as you don't mm-hmm. know how the person's going to take right. that you know what i'm saying right. like are they going to think that i'm actually right a loser yeah exactly right. <laughs> like, are they going yeah. to they they believe me what i believe
1: yeah. about
3: myself right at this moment? exactly right, yeah right
2: right that's a really i really i don't know i find that story really touching especially for some reason like The deep insecurities, I feel like the deep insecurities of men and the deep insecurities of women are actually kind of different. Like, and I really, from guys I hear over and over that thing about being tall or penis size, like, that's really a thing. Like, they really, really worry about it. It's something they're deeply insecure about. So I find it kind of touching that that was one of the ones he mentioned. Because for us, like, for women, I think we can't really relate to that as much. Mm -hmm. Like, for us, maybe it's like, I don't know, like, body shape or size or weight or something like for guys they don't think that that's as deep a thing you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. so for us to be like i wish i was thinner they're like oh, okay but if it's like i wish i was taller they'd be like oh i get it like i get it like i it's something i can't change yeah. about myself yeah. um so i don't you know i find that like touching cuz it feels real like he was mm-hmm. really sharing something real mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just like i'm going to try to find something to try to make her feel better yes. it's like a genuine like I see you. This is where I feel that way too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, men can be so great. <laughs> <laughs> men are great. <laughs> um. So, this is an interesting story. This is from um, m- one of my very first boyfriends, and it was an interesting night because I. <clears throat> okay. This is going to sound like a small deal, but for me, it was kind of a big deal. I told him that um, I don't like watching movies where a main character dies when I don't know about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to be prepared a little bit, especially if I'm going to get attached to this person, right? Like, I want to know ahead of time. And he was kind of teasing me about it, and he was kind of like, I don't know, like, he didn't really get it. He was kind of teasing me, and I, I just remember, like, getting kind of upset. Like, like enough, a little bit upset, upset enough that he like stopped what he was doing and he came over and he was like, tell me more about this. Like, tell me more about this. And, um, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I feel like I had like a lot of like uncertainty and like things that happened when I was small. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm not prepared, I think it just, it like kind of, like, knocks me down to, like, worse than... It's just a movie. Like, it's just a character in a movie. It shouldn't be that big a deal. But for mm-hmm. me, it's, like, it's kind of a big deal. And so, anyway, he and I would watch a lot of movies together, and so I was like, I just want you to tell me. Like, if, you, if you've if no. you seen it before and you know, like, it's one thing if we go to the movies, but if you've seen it before and you know, like, I really want you to tell me. And he was like... He like I, what I remember about the moment is, like, I remember him... Not saying anything and just taking it in. Like, I remember we just sat there for a couple of seconds and he really, like, thought about it and, like, was with me. And I wasn't crying at the time, by the way. Like, I'm crying now, but I wasn't crying at the time. So he had to intuit that, like, this was actually a really big deal deal for me. Um, And he just thought about it for a couple of seconds and really, like, considered it. And then he was like, okay. Like, and I felt, like, met. Because it was, like... It was like, in his role, it was like, this isn't my experience. Like, I don't need to know when the main character is going to die. But I see you. I see that you do. And I'm going to do that for you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're different than me. And this is important to you. I'm, I'm going to do that for you. And what was really interesting about that night was that I remember um, I remember feeling safer with him after that. Like, I remember, like, it's almost like like a shift in perspective, like a shimmery shift in perspective. Like, I remember there was that moment, and then there was this, like, shimmering thing that happened. And I remember just, like, feeling more grounded. Like, I felt more there. I felt more, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's hard to describe But I was like, oh, I think I can trust this man. I think that's mm-hmm. what it was. Like, I felt mm-hmm. like, oh, I think I can trust him. And then um, it was... It was pretty early, pretty early on in our dating, but we were like getting kind of serious, and um, that was the same night. It was like later on that night that like guests came over, some some people came over, and he called me his girlfriend for the first time. He's like, "This is my girlfriend, Mel," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I remember like, <laughs> You're like what? I was <laughs> like, "This is the best night ever." Like I was like, <laughs> I felt like just met, and then I felt like acknowledged, and I don't know. It was like I feel like that was a turning point in our relationship, mm-hmm. and it was. Because he noticed that like there was something else happening and he asked me about it and then he really, really listened. Like, he really listened.
1: Yeah. He didn't, he didn't judge you for where you were. Yeah. He was like, oh, this is important. This isn't just about her not wanting to know the answer
2: to a movie. Yeah. And he had been teasing me about it before, but then when he could tell that I was like not taking the teasing well, he didn't dig his heels in and try to convince me of why I shouldn't right, need yeah. to know, he, like, stopped and came over and was like, tell me tell me more about this. Yeah. Tell me more about this. Yeah. Like, I want to understand what this mm-hmm. is. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of important. It's like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, kind of, like, knowing the signs of, like, I feel like there's something else going on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Tell me more about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is my, not just yeah. about movies. <laughs> right, right.
1: He validated your experience and didn't judge it. Yeah. And was like, I'll be supportive to what you need.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Even though I don't really get it. Yeah. Even like, though it's not my thing. Like this is important to you and I want to honor that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we're going to start to wrap up, but I'm just wanting to hear from you ladies, like what you're, what you're wanting to share, anything you're wanting to share themes you're noticing about men that are in this situation, especially if. There are men who maybe don't know what to say when a woman has something difficult, is going through something difficult. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times the guy wants to say the right thing or do the right thing, but he just doesn't know what mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts or advice about about that? Yeah.
3: Yeah. My
2: advice is to ask questions.
3: You know, um, ask questions with curiosity as opposed to asking pointed questions to wrap up, or try mm. to get her to... A better
2: place, quote-unquote. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what
1: you're genuinely curious about mm-hmm. is the thing that unveils mm. the yeah. thing. Yeah. You can't see my hand moving. Right. But <laughs> Ashley is moving her hands. Swaying.
0: Wavy <laughs> so
2: maybe in the case of the tarot card reading, it'd be mm-hmm. like, tell me more about mm-hmm. like, what do you mean by heavy feelings.
3: Yeah, exactly. Cool. Exactly. I think there is you know, it's it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I think that there, when I say ask questions, I think there's a way that people ask questions to try to get you to mm. get over it. You know, it's like... And that's not what you're saying? No, not at all. It's just like, tell me more, or what's coming up for you, uh, you know, what kind of feelings are coming up for you. Mm. Um, and then even, how can I support you? Mm. You know, I think that... Um, I think that asking that question has, can sometimes like be seen as, um, oh, you should like, you should know, or like, you know, um, I I think, okay, well people, I think in general have a tendency to like think that other people should get them or should they mm-hmm. should you should just get me you should know exactly what to do but I think I actually personally love that question of um, mm-hmm. like how can I support you because mm-hmm. then that helps me kind of figure out in my own brain like oh yeah what, like, yeah, what, what, do, what, I what do I need yeah. right right do I need a solution here or do I just need you to be with me and sometimes it's one sometimes it's the other right so um I, I, I personally like that question. I don't know how y'all yeah, feel about definitely. that. I
0: think that's a really great point, especially because men in a relationship sometimes feel like they are supposed to know everything already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's okay to ask us what we want. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. okay not to know in that situation.
2: Right. I like that question too because it implies that I want to support you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, you say, right. like, I really want to support you right now and I'm not sure what you need.
1: Mm-hmm. That's always that's is a there great question. you're to start. needing. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think if you ever get stuck, like, this is, when you ever get stuck, the go-to is, like, I'm not sure what to do here, but I really want to be here with you. I mean, I mm-hmm. think, I think asking the question on what do you need is one of the best things as long, and I think it's also just the energy behind it. Like, mm-hmm. if you're like, God, I don't want to be here right now with her and doing this, you know, we're going to feel that no matter what you say mm-hmm. to, and, mm-hmm. and if you can't be there in the moment, you could say, you know what, honey, you're really important to me. I, I can't think about this right now. Can we book this for another time? Like, you can do that in a compassionate way. And it's, you know, and just being, knowing like, hey, I want to be here right now. How, you know, what do you need? How can I support you? Mm-hmm. Is a great start when you, even when you don't know what to do.
2: Something I would add is thank you for telling me. Thank you for yeah. telling me. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for trusting me. <clears throat> Thank you for telling me. I really appreciate that because I feel acknowledged in, that was kind of difficult for me to tell you. That was kind of difficult for me to share. This is a new relationship, or even if it's not a new relationship, like, I came to you with something vulnerable. I told you something I wasn't exactly sure how you were going to take. And when you start with, thank you for telling me, I feel relieved. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is going to go well (laughs) this is a good start. Like, thank you for telling me I want to support you and I'm not sure how. Like, what are you needing?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's great. Like, mm-hmm. anything acknowledging, especially, I would say, I want to bring this up because, because this is about difficult situations, sexual assault. If a woman discloses a rape trauma of any kind, sexual abuse, any kind of sexual trauma, thank you for telling me is a good place to start too. Because, especially for men, I think that can be overwhelming and you might not know what to say or to do, but thank you for telling me is a way of acknowledging, like, I heard you and I heard that you trusted me enough to tell me. Mm. You trusted me to tell me. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for telling me. And then say, it wasn't your fault. (laughs) That's a good one to follow up with. And, you know... um, you can, you know, have a conversation from there. But I just want to throw that out there that, like, if a woman is telling you about something like that, it means that she has trusted you enough to tell you. She's not telling everybody. If it's, You know, especially if, like, there's sexual problems or there's some reason she's telling you, it's a really vulnerable thing for her to share. So telling her that you see that and that you appreciate that is a great start. Touche. Yes. Aho. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, any other advice or things oh, to add? Um, I think just being there, you know, that is a lot to me. Being there. If you don't know what to say, a hug is great. I love a hug. High gaze and a hug. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I would say, like, just look for other other things you can do or say that aren't fixing the problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, fixing the problem is great after you've addressed the feelings and been with her, but I think that's not really taught in our culture. So just like look for examples of that. Of just physically being with the person, a hug, thank you for telling me I'm right here. Be present. I'm right yeah. here. Yeah. Like presence is is probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Alright. Well that wraps up another episode. Um Stay tuned, and if anyone is listening that has not yet joined the Big Sexy Data Set that wants to, the Big Sexy Dataset is the group of people that I pull on a regular basis about um, questions on sex, dating, and relationships, and then I share the responses. Um, it's anonymous and confidential, so just email me at dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and I will add you to the Big Sexy Data Set. Otherwise, have a great day. Bye! See ya! See ya. That wraps up another episode of Dear Men. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, we would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Men Podcast. That's at Dear Men Podcast. Or Facebook, we have a group, Dear Men Podcast. We also have an email address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Big Sexy Dataset, the community of people who regularly respond to the surveys that we talk about on this podcast, just email us at that address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and we will set you up. Have a sexy day.